0: You can't save us. We don't wanna be safe. Can't save us. We don't wanna be You Can't save us. We don't wanna be safe, can't save us. We don't wanna be safe, can't save us, we don't wanna be safe, can't save us, we don't wanna be safe, can't save us, we
1: don't wanna be safe, can't save us, we don't wanna be saved. But hey. uh, <laughs> let's let's transition into I guess let's just talk about culture for a little bit and then we okay. can wrap up with TV and film because I think those yeah. two things go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we got to talk about a few things, uh, unfortunately, just because...
0: <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I was about to say, this is the uh, unfortunate part of the cultural roundup where
1: yeah. <sighs> it's hard. we to let escape. niggas talk
0: in front of the mic a little too much.
1: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the first thing, just off the top, it's, it is fascinating, the way that all of this has played out. Because the slap was like the first big thing of that this happened year, in about year.
0: February, February, March,
1: and like the reverberation of it is like Will Smith just released a movie,
0: and <laughs> people still don't either have made their opinions about it already or like don't know how to feel about it because they can't get the image of him slapping the shit out of Chris yeah. Rock in the face on on live television out of their head.
1: And it's so it's so interesting because I think that outrage in the moment obviously was uh intense and like it's it was the fallout conversations were just some of the messiest things i've seen play out on social media (laughs) because it's It's great
0: because it's like a thing that literally we all saw so we all have all the evidence right no one has yeah no one has less evidence than anybody else we all saw it happen right yeah and now everybody had a weird take that was not correct. <laughs> everybody proceeded to have the wrong take for like three months straight. It was like, well, he stood up for himself. People are like, well, did he just slap the shit out of him? Or like, you know, he shouldn't have did that at all. But then he, you know, did deserve the award. It's just like, no one had the <laughs> correct opinion. <laughs> no one did.
1: And I think it's, it's still such a weird, complicated situation just because like, on the one hand, I yeah, I guess don't try to fight a man on live television. You know what I mean? <laughs> on the other hand, you know, like, people, people who like to say that violence isn't the answer, as somebody who's not violent, you know, I'm not necessarily going to go and fight somebody, mm. but, like, violence is a tool that people do use often to get what they want (laughs) (laughs) it's not to i mean to to completely outright dismiss violence as a thing that you still listen to
0: griselda records
1: you know (laughs) okay well not even that but like you know like talk shit get hit is a proverb for a reason right because that (laughs) does happen fuck around and find out that does happen you know what i mean we
0: wouldn't say it unless it was true
1: You know, and again, not to say that you should go around beating the shit out of people, but like, say the wrong thing to the wrong person, somebody might put hands on you. (laughs)
0: Like, we're we're all familiar with uh, the entanglements that Will Smith was caught up in. Literally, (laughs) two months previous, my man entered 2022 in a rough state and was like, "Well, I ain't taking my foot off the gas quite yet."
1: Well, and I think it's interesting, the point that you brought up, because it did happen on live television, and everybody saw it. Right. But like, if it was a situation where Chris Rock did the joke, and like while he was doing it, Will Smith just got up, left his seat, went backstage, waited for him to come backstage, yoked him up, said, don't talk about my wife. You know what I mean? But nobody saw it. Nobody recorded it. It was maybe just an anecdote that people talked about that kind of came out afterwards. I don't think any of this happens. And it's the same situation. He's still putting hands on him. Percent. He's still like, you know, physically assaulting him. Acosting
0: <laughs> uh, that nigga. <laughs> it's not a
1: thing that anybody is talking about, you know, because nobody saw it. There's no video for it. And right. um you know, and it wasn't like a public live in the in the moment kind of thing. Because even people who are like, I can't believe they let him just sit there and get an award after he did that. Or, uh, you know, people who were very much so, yeah, that's how you're supposed to defend your woman. Like, anybody right. who says anything about your wife, like, you should beat the shit out of that. You know, like, <laughs> okay. You know, these are all very wild, you know, takes. And then it got very racial for a minute. And then it, like, right. you know. And then... It just went away, and nobody talked about it anymore in the same kind of like volume or intensity. It just kind of but became we're a all thing thinking about happened. it. Yeah, I, so, I, I mean,
0: if you firing up Emancipation, you know, like my mother and my sister the other night. Yeah, the slap is still in your mi- in your mind.
1: And Chris Rock signed a deal for Netflix to like do a special where presumably this is where he's gonna talk about it and you know what I mean. He's been eating on tour, you know, because Chris you Rock shows fun. are not only just selling out, but I think it's also an interesting thing because Will Smith, you know, came out and apologized profusely multiple times. Yeah. Um, and it it'll just be interesting to see where that goes. Where like is that going to be Well
0: I'm about to ask you Jordan What is your take <laughs> How how do you feel going forward What do you feel going forward
1: I don't know because I feel like Because he of... has
0: been banned from the acad- or Academy yeah. events for 10 years And he's yeah. not allowed back to The ceremony or receiving Awards uh, For those 10 years
1: I'm conflicted uh, On a number of counts One like in the sense of like what do the Oscars Actually mean you know what I Boom. mean like as a <laughs> institution and all of that like And technically he had
0: to give back his for King Richard. He technically yeah. does not have that right. even though he was awarded it.
1: Right. Like I I feel like there's a little bit of because like it's it's one of these it's one of these talking out of school kind of situations where like as a black community unfortunately we are not unfamiliar with violence and right. violence yeah. happening in situations like this. Where, like, again, if this was like a cookout and like Chris Rock said something that Will Smith didn't like, and like, not went to the car, you know, what I mean? but just like, you know, pulled up to White him. White man can't
0: jump. He went to the car and got his <laughs> gun. You know, like, like but, I'm not fucking around.
1: Yeah, but he pulled up on him, you know, in the middle of the spades game, and said, "You know, what did you just say?" Yeah, you know, and they went back <laughs> yeah. and forth. You know, that's kind of like that's a thing that happens, you know, and like, yeah, in in that context, in multiple other contexts, this is maybe not a big deal, but because it happened on this stage, live on television, one of the most watched television events every year, um, yeah, and it was such a shocking moment and like out of context moment. And, like, it's a weird conversation as well because a lot of people are talking about Will Smith's public perception, you know what I mean, in terms of, like, Mm he admittedly, like, very very much so went out of his way to cultivate the image that he had. Like, it was not a mistake that he was viewed the way that he was viewed because that was his intention the whole time. And so people surprised that Will Smith would ever be angry <laughs> about anything is like you know kind of like i can't believe he like, he's not like that in the movies you know? right. so like, well he is a real person who like th- his explanation and his apology and like talking about you know a lot of the different things that he's been through in his life and you know kind of how violence has been a part of his background and like you know these things did you,
0: up. did you accept that apology the one I mean I don't know if you watched it in real time but did you accept his uh, acceptance speech a little bit
1: his acceptance speech um, no the acceptance speech I think was just a it's hard to really look at that because I don't think he had time to actually process what had happened I think he, he just, didn't he
0: did the thing and then 30 <laughs> minutes later it was it was not news that he was going to yeah. win that award 30 minutes later in that night.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think him reflecting on it later and like what he, his, his apology, maybe like a month or two ago, mm-hmm. which I've seen, yeah, I think was more accurate in the sense of, you know, it's, it's, Tricky, because, of course, like, the expectation is, like, if he came out and said, nah, I wish I could slap that nigga again right now. <laughs> I think people would be like, what? Will Smith, you know, but maybe. Well, no, don't do that. But if he felt that way, I mean, that's his honest, like, I I can't tell him how to feel or how to think about situations. But I also feel like, you know, there's there's an unfortunate, and I think this will kind of lead us into the other stories to talk about. Mm. black men is that there's an there's an unfortunate view that because like imagine if this was like i don't know um like tom hanks and steve carell okay right and tom hanks slapped the shit out of steve carell on tv for talking about his wife like this is a
0: perfect example because i feel like (laughs) will smith is the tom hanks of like
1: black people And so people were up in arms about, oh, I can't, but I don't know if it's the same level because we're not talking about white, the white community and in the same way that we're talking about the black community and what this means and like the way, because a lot of people were like, not just Will Smith, Chris Rock, that interpersonal dynamic that they have, but also it's like, it's two prominent black men at, for being honest, a majority white function yeah, acting out publicly in a way that is unfortunately viewed as a black eye on Black Hollywood. You know, in general, yeah. like yeah. it's not a thing that's between the two of them. It's a thing that now everybody is involved in, and everybody has to have an opinion on. Again, it also unfortunately ruined the moment for for Questlove because he won his, Questlove. <laughs> you know, he won his Oscar immediately after that. It's, uh, it's
0: crazy because those were the two Oscars that everyone knew they were going to win. Yeah. The two of the night that was like the guarantee was yeah. Will Smith winning for King Richard and Questlove literally just capping off one of the best yeah. press tours of all time. Just like I had a great movie and I wanted everybody to see it and I just no. had this wholesome experience where everybody should have seen it and should experience it together and we did and now we got this capstone moment where two niggas from philly did two very <laughs> separate things <laughs> publicly so it's and it's, one of them we're still talking about
1: I know and I mean I think that's yeah. you know everything about it is unfortunate and right you know what I mean like it's still such a messy complicated because people are messy and complicated and i and i feel like Mm -hmm. it's you know jada got dragged into it and people were saying all kinds of wild things about her and what she should and shouldn't have done and you know like i think that when you have situations like this um you know it is just a reminder that no matter how big you are as a celebrity or how big you are as a personality unfortunately you know like it it's it could take one moment to not even just like ruin it all but like you you are still very much so because i mean the way that people were talking about will smith in the immediate aftermath of it was just like all right hold on a minute like we're not talking about will smith is willard not- smith <laughs> The Fresh Prince? You know what I mean? Like Impossible. What a, first of all. <laughs> hold Smith, on there, buddy. Smith, hold on there, buddy. Will Smith didn't give him the Tyson hook. He slapped the man, which is maybe arguably more disrespectful. Right. <laughs> but,
0: but it was also like, it wasn't even a backhand. It was like a very calculated, like, I've learned stage combat several times and I know how yeah. to make a hit connect with your face. <laughs> and
1: Chris Rock ate it. completely he ate it for breakfast
0: lunch and dinner all in front of our face three seconds
1: um and like i don't i don't i don't know if i want to shout out chris rock but like i i I think so well in i think so in the sense of like because this is this is what i was thinking in the moment right like the control that chris rock has to have in the immediately (sighs) aftermath of that to not jump on will smith because will smith slapped him and then turned around
0: and then turned around and went back to his seat
1: so it wasn't even like i hit a man and i know we're about to fight it was like and that's the end
0: and that's that mattress <laughs> man shout out my punch <laughs> dunk love fans out there uh but yeah he he literally did it said the fight is over go on with your because little show
1: that's the thing that i always say you know what i mean it's one of the reasons that I mean, besides being thirty-four, I don't. F- I mean, I don't fight people because I'm an adult, but like you go <laughs> to jail, nigga. Like you go to
0: jail when you fight people in the street.
1: <laughs> but but you also don't know people. You know what I mean? Like because if Chris Rock was a different person, <laughs> that could have been a ver- imagine. That could have Chris- been really fucking weird. Imagine the Chris Rock swung on him when he turned around, and knocked Will Smith out that's what i'm saying i think
0: it could have been so much worse yeah and like i think we you know and i i hate to be like you should be thankful and eat your greens kind of person but like we should be thankful that it didn't escalate the way it could could have yeah because i think that's chris rock a nigga from brooklyn that's willard smith a nigga (laughs) from philly from the old school, yeah. who are very willing to, you know, hold it down for them and their own, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they both will less so, right? But yeah. like they both exercised a wild amount of restraint. Chris more so, because
1: the Oscars are over, right? If if Chris Rock fights back, that's the end of the show. Like that's the end everybody's of the show. going home.
0: <laughs> we We cut, we cut, and then we maybe announce some of the awards on Twitter or whatever, and then we fucking move on with our lives. The show's over,
1: and it's also unfortunate because the man who directed the Oscars was a black man. And it was the first time that had ever happened, and he no act- second time, second time, oh okay, uh, the first time was the pandemic, right, yeah, um, but then he caught all the flack for it afterwards, and he yes. was like. I didn't tell him to hit that (laughs) man. That's not. That was not in my notes for the show. And that's real shit. That's real shit. Like
0: honestly, because I feel like a white person, if directed in the Oscars, is going to be like, "Oh man, we've got a lot of questions to answer in the next five minutes." Or it's like, I feel like this dude was just like. Hey man, what happened happened. I did my best by pulling right. the feed for like literally three seconds. And then what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Like, I what are
1: you gonna do? You know do? what I mean? Like this is this is I'm I'm I at that point I know I'm literally never getting to do this again.
0: So <laughs> I hope he gets to do it again because honestly, well, I don't know. I think the Oscars are boring, you know, because they're boring. Right. Right? We they just don't know how to do it, and honestly, it's simple. Fucking show me clips of movies. Yeah, because everyone fucking loves movies. Yeah. Don't bring out Megan The Stallion to sing the song from Encanto When The fucking Encanto is right there yeah. <laughs> Show me Encanto <laughs> You know it, it, It's just very strange that like Something that was caustic And bad and bad for people Was the most exciting moment In a show that like Strives to be exciting
1: Yeah Um. Well um, I mean just Moving on forward. from there and more more toxicity
0: spinning forward spinning out <laughs> of control
1: uh one kanye West uh and I <laughs> guess we'll we'll talk about him and Kyrie together because yeah like
0: well one's just, kind of gone right now and the other is still here
1: it's fascinating right like playing just basketball. the way that so I mean anti-Semitism like all I guess just hate rhetoric has been on the rise since Trump. Like, I mean, every, yeah, people act like, you know, attacks against Asian people just stopped, but it didn't. And never stopped. (laughs) And, uh, you know, like attack, I mean, the death of trans black trans people like continues to rise, continues, uh, you know, so it's people because they're not top prominent news stories, just act as if those things have subsided, but they haven't, Mm. um, and anti semitism. Another thing that you know, like people act like, "Oh, this is new, no, it's not, it's been no. around. they've been doing it so old, but so let I mean, let's just get into the the dangers of all of this because like when people when people talk about Kyrie specifically, right, like Kanye is a completely different conversation because like not only has he very much so become this. You know what I mean? Like, this is all you hear about now. Like, there's no... Yeah. I mean, I he presumably could be making new music or doing whatever else. You know, new fashion line, whatever. But, like, he's inextricably tied to this forever. You know what I mean? Like, there's really no... He
0: said the words. Yeah. It's almost like the opposite of when he said George Bush doesn't like black people. Oh, yeah. And, honestly, uh, that stayed in the public culture in the exact same way that him saying, Hitler wasn't so bad. Yeah. It literally just went from one side of the spectrum to the other. I'm literally looking at the XY parabola right yeah. here. You
1: know? <laughs> and um You know, there's there's a level of I guess we can throw Dave Chappelle in here too. You know what I mean? Oh, there's yeah. a there's a level of how do I mean to say sadness it's tricky right because i i I've come to look at these situations as it there i do feel sad some part of me because you know they they both were very big parts of you know me growing up and like dave chappelle's comedy chappelle show you know me like too. huge huge influential uh you know part of my my childhood and you know mm-hmm. Kanye's music, you know similar to that but like I don't need either of them, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I Dave Chappelle one of the funniest comedians of all time. I haven't listened to anything that he's had to say since I don't know whatever whatever he was doing before he went full you know anti-trans advocate, you know what I mean? Because the thing about Chappelle specifically that is sad to see is that he he is everything that he rallied against in his early days now right like he is Mm -hmm. and the sad thing about all of this right you know like the crucial part of it i think is that when you hear all of them talk right you know what i mean whether it's Kyrie, whether it's kanye whether it's uh dave chappelle there is some fucked up level of concern for black people in the black community you know the way they talk about their views or what they're doing is it's always just like well like look how they're coming down on me because i said x y and z about this particular group of people it's because i'm a black man they always do this to black people i like nobody would be saying anything if i was a white man and i had this to say about you know whatever never realizing that you are talking about black people because there are black trans people and there are black Jewish people. And there are black people. Black people exist everywhere in, in every possible configuration. And so when you're talking about one of these groups, you're never not talking about black people. You can never. It's, it's impossible. And if you are telling me, because all of them, again, see themselves as leaders and liberators and you know people who are uh, speaking for and on the behalf of the black community. Impossible right? You know what I mean? Shout out uh, Audre Lord. You can't dismantle the master's house with the master's tools, right? That's right? You are very much putting yourself in the camp, Dave Chappelle specifically. Kanye kind of, you know what I mean, as like, you, you are loyal to rich people. You are a rich person now. And yeah. you're viewing the life through the lens of, of somebody with money and wealth. And that's really what you're concerned about more so than anything else. And so when you talk and you do things like bring elon musk onto stage expecting people to you know applaud for him or you i don't know why uh, he
0: thought that that was going to be the expected outcome literally the, mm, you i know was, we could go into the many reasons why that that was a dumpster fire yeah or dead you, on arrival
1: you know you 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 rail against you know gap and all these other companies because they're not doing the things that you want them to do you know what i mean and you feel entitled to whatever it's like but you're really just talking about money and you really yeah. only care about money. And you really, really care about your individual network. Your right? money. Because yeah. if Dave Chappelle cared about black people, he wouldn't be talking about trans people the way that he is because he'd know that black trans people are probably the most vulnerable community, you know, in, in our country. And, like, mm-hmm. if he had right. an investment in the black community, he would be doing everything he can to uplift and, and protect, protect them. <laughs> you know? And so, like, he can say, oh, well, you know, Trans people are just up in arms because they can't take a joke, but it's like, but you're making a joke at the expense of the people that you say that you're representing. So like, it's, it's strange (laughs) that they don't
0: hear themselves when they say these things, right? Dave Chappelle definitely being one of the most deaf speakers, (laughs) like it's deaf public speakers. We have black or white, you know, just his storytelling skills alone are almost unmatched, right? Yeah. So you would think somebody with the, that much intelligence, at least socially, right. would have the wherewithal to understand that those are those people that you're alienating are definitely part of the people that uplifted you and brought you where you are, in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, why would you ever think that it's okay to throw them under the bus for the sake of like a punchline? Because he's because he's rich, and then yeah, and exactly, <laughs> and then the hill you're gonna die on continuously over and over and over everything you brought up everything you bring up is now attached to this like you're still not done putting your foot in your mouth
1: you still not done putting your foot in your mouth and continue to like play the victim even though you just hosted snl even Bruh, though you're right. on a sold out stadium tour even though you still have your netflix deal you know what i mean you're and still like, about
0: to get another netflix check like yeah
1: like there's so much of it wrapped up in you know like people playing the victim and that i mean If we want to talk about Kyrie briefly, like that's the thing that blew my mind the most is that he played the victim, that he played the victim, but also people bought it, you know, like seeing prominent black, you know, figures in sports coming out and say, okay, well, wait a minute. I think we're going a little bit too far with all of this, you know, punishment and stuff that he has to do. Like, if you break it down in real time, Mm. He posted the link to the to the film. You can't even call it a <laughs> documentary because it's a, you know, just a wild piece of hate speech and misinformation, but he, he puts go. the documentary link out there for people to see. People immediately are like, "Hey, bro, this is kind of like not on the level. This seems kind of fucked up." No response doesn't say anything about it. The next night plays a game of basketball and then is asked a question about it, gets very defensive. Uh, you know goes on the offensive you know uh, accusing people of like trying to bait him into some kind of witch hunt still doesn't delete the post doesn't delete the post the next day they don't make him available to the media because they don't know what he's going to say you know what i mean that's not a good sign (laughs) because (laughs) they're already concerned that he's gonna go and make this situation worse worse I think he has another day of non-media availability, and then they come to the consensus that he's going to make a donation because he finally deletes the, the, the post maybe like four or five days after he does it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so he, he goes, and he, there's going to be a joint donation from him and the Brooklyn Nets, um, and then he's supposed to have you know media availability the next day, in which he triples down <laughs> and makes it even worse to the point where the people they were going to donate to say – we don't want your money. We want that money. Get it on <laughs> my
0: face. This is crazy.
1: And then they are forced to suspend him, and then he apologizes. So it's not until after the fact that he's already been suspended indefinitely that he finally decides, "I'm going to apologize." Which is the hallmark of a nonsincere apology. <laughs> because if you actually were sorry the second somebody said, "Hey, that's kind of fucked up," you would say, "Oh you man, like, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry." I actually
0: messed up. But until it impacted your wallet,
1: and you then to say about it. On top, so then he gets suspended, and then people are like, "Oh man, you know what I mean? They're trying to humble a brother. I can't believe they're doing this to my man Kyrie." Yada yada. <laughs> it's like, bro, at that point, he's fucking with the NBA's money, not right. the Nets, the National Basketball associations <laughs> What did you think was gonna happen? Like, what did you think their response to all of this shit was going to be? Was it going to be, oh, no, he's going to say sorry, and then we'll just move on. You know what I mean? Like, you at, at the point that he took it to, you know, like he was playing right. chicken with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. Like, it wasn't going to, if he kept pushing it, they were just going to back down to Kyrie Irving. Like, he took it to this level. And so they but- had no choice But to have this because people were making it seem like he had to do the fucking trials of Hercules to come back and play basketball, which one who said this nigga has to play basketball? No one. What's what's so important about him playing basketball? Uh, What's crazy about this is that (laughs) with the
0: amount of ego on the Brooklyn Nets starting five, they should be winning more games. (laughs) They should probably have a championship by now. They should definitely have a chip by now just off of ego alone. I'm talking about just like just kd and Kyrie. yeah
1: yeah well it's crazy because like what he had to do to come back was what basically i mean like nobody was nobody would keep their job if they did what he did
0: zero people would be fine (laughs) after saying what kyrie irving
1: said and so like what he had to do was sensitivity training which was like people were like I can't believe they're making him go to sensitivity training. It's like, yeah, bro, that's what HR yeah. makes you do when you, <laughs> when you fuck, fuck up. up
0: at the job. <laughs>
1: you have to. It's go. funny, like
0: I feel like the sensitivity the sensitivity training should just be like Will, Kanye, and Kyrie just <laughs> sitting in a circle, just like, damn nigga, damn nigga, damn nigga.
1: And they were like, oh, he's gotta talk to members of the Jewish community. It's like, yeah, dog, because yeah. that's who he. Was offending. He's a public facing. Basic... <laughs> Adam Silver
0: is Jewish. Like what?
1: You know, I mean, again, you they, idiot. They, Your
0: boss is Jewish.
1: They're making it sound like he had to go around Brooklyn and like wash people's feet. You know, and like beg I for forgiveness to that. dog. I like, would have
0: loved to see him wash feet on Flatbush Avenue
1: for he ha- his money. <laughs> he had to go have a few conversations with people about why what he said was so offensive to them.
0: Which he probably was like, I'm gonna just listen to this and get the fuck out of here and like continue to play basketball.
1: Yeah, and then you
0: think he took any of this to heart?
1: But then nobody the said, same
0: man who thinks the earth is still flat.
1: <laughs> well, because the whole thing, I mean, he was talking about, I've got an army behind me, I've got you know all this influence. I mean, it's the same thing that Kanye and and Chappelle would talk about, where it's like, again, anybody who is is doing things for an altruistic reason isn't talking about themselves as some kind of messianic figure, you know, or right. somebody who is like bringing about. Cause the thing too, is people were bring about like his philanthropic work, which it's not to say that it's all, you know, like a guise or a cover for some other shit, but like Harvey Weinstein has a lot of philanthropic, you know right. stuff to his resume and like when you we got know that about money
0: <laughs> like literally all you do is just throw fundraisers fam like well,
1: and it's a tax break and kind of all kinds of other things i'm not saying that Kyrie's doing it for you know nefarious reasons but it's to say that morals and the amount of money that you donate aren't any like barometer for like if you're a good person yeah. or not, you know what i mean right so I mean, it's it's unfortunate because the two biggest figures linked to the rise of anti-Semitism are two black men who when people talk about, well, you know, is it bad or like, you know, they're saying things, but like they're not doing anything harmful. It's like you saw literally after Kanye said what he said, neo-Nazis were above the four or five in L.A. with a sign saying Kanye was right. It was right. I mean so there yeah, nobody really <laughs>
0: understands the impact of they let people say things like this and then the impact just kind of like comes and goes right it yeah. in the in the mass media yeah. No, but we... then those people who are like fringe and yeah. fucking crazy they're just saddling up they're just saddling up information and like you know just pocketing it ready to just explode at any moment and and, and people don't realize that that's what like how a lot of this like misinformation this wave of misinformation this wave of like not just anti-semitism but like otherism, the mm-hmm. xenophobia strike that we're on in america a lot of it comes from just like people of care or i uh, say it? characters i guess yeah or people of note just saying like one wild thing all you need is a trump all you need is a kanye all you need is a pff, whoever's on a podcast wink uh, you know, like whoever, you know, well, but like people, not us.
1: People but, are, already, you know what I'm saying. People are already at the edge, right? Like people
0: listen to Jake Paul when he talks. <laughs> like some people do. Okay. Well, we're <laughs> at
1: a, we're at a moment in time in this country where people are, like, just one little push. You know what I mean? It's, right. like all it takes right. for certain people. I mean, just imagine. You know what I mean? Worst possible scenario because. There have been mass shootings at synagogues in the last couple of years. There have been bombings at synagogues in the last couple of years. Like this is not mm. something that happened twenty, thirty, forty years ago. You know what I mean? Right. So like the the shooting in Pittsburgh, you know, like maybe four or five years ago. You know what I mean? So like, imagine Kyrie says something. Three days later, there's a shooting at a synagogue. Like,
0: and they were wearing a Brooklyn Nets jersey.
1: Or even just like, you know, they they were in their manifesto, you know, like maybe named him or something. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. kind of like you can't take for granted that what public figures with that much influence have to say. Because that's the thing. People are talking like, oh, he's just a basketball player. Nobody really, you know, takes him seriously about his political beliefs or whatever. But then you listen right. to people who are working in youth sports and they're like, kids worship Kyrie. You know what I mean? They like are, they yeah, take what he says very sports. seriously. Oh my God. And so like, yeah. yeah, like having him come out and, and talk the way that he's been talking, you know, like whether or not this is like, you know, a year from now he could be like, I don't know. Cause the thing that was confusing to me was like last year, I definitely remember this nigga didn't play cause he was fasting for Ramadan. So I don't he know. Fasted,
0: right. <laughs> bro.
1: <laughs> things aren't lining up in the way that I yeah, I can't, you know, I'm not going to try we just
0: like it, it's funny cuz you know obviously the world's not a meritocracy, but can like if we have whack niggas can we just like <laughs> throw them away? Can well we, you
1: know... I think here's here's the point I like I don't want to
0: wanna cancel call. Cu- I'm not in the cancel culture. I think that's no. kind of stupid actually. But I if if we got Kyrie out here like being like the world is flat, I also celebrate Ramadan, but I also don't like Jews. And <laughs> saying all these things But and, like, I, trying I'm trying to make, them make sense in the blender of his <laughs> brain. Like, can we throw him away? He doesn't get to play professional basketball anymore.
1: Well here's here's I, I think I'd like to end on this point as a transition into talking about television and film because I think sure. this extends into the last season of Atlanta. There we go. I think part of there's there's some you know through lines of the season which kind of talk about like not necessarily cancer culture in general but like the idea of if all black people are you know representative of what it means to be black and like specifically hyper visual celebrities are pushing the culture forward in certain ways Mm -hmm. like you know the sentiment rooting for everybody black right like Yes. is it does that stick in the same way because i think part of what the response to both Kyrie and kanye has been is there's still a certain segment of people who are like but you know like they're geniuses or like they're they're so right. you know like but they're talented and they've done the thing that i love them for yeah and like we can't throw them away because right. you know whatever whatever and it's like you know, there's a line we'll talk about in Atlanta where, you know, Van is is on the Mr. Chocolate set and, uh you know, she's just like, you know, so even O.J.? And they're like, even O.J. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. but no, right? Like, I think that's, I, I, I'm I kind of seeing it and I'm hoping that it's it's a trend that's moving forward because it's even a little bit of what Kendrick's talking about on his album. It's just kind of like, you know, we got you got to cut off toxic people, you know, like they don't have to continue to. Yeah, to right. You don't, you don't
0: have to let them influence you anymore. They cannot influence you anymore. Like,
1: yeah, just because you've been friends with somebody for however long, like I have distinct memories over the last three to four years of people that I thought was my friend. And then I looked on Facebook and I said, oh, that's what you think. <laughs> that's crazy literally like that's wow okay i guess we're not friends anymore because i can't not even condone that but like you're that's i don't i can't imagine that you think that about that specific thing but don't think the same thing about me well you know what i mean like you can i mean i grew
0: up in the county you you know i i I know those people yeah they 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 thought they were friends with me right (laughs) I used to, oh my God, it's crazy. I mean, moment of self actualization here. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to just like, you know, I wasn't really comfortable in high school, actually. So I kind of hung with kids that just were in the same similar like base things, like video games or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we didn't necessarily have anything in common, especially our race, if you know. Yeah. That, like, I went to high school. <laughs> um, so I definitely had friends who said things like, don't jew me out of that money. And I'd be like, I don't know if. <laughs> I'm I'm fourteen and I I know that's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Like those are people, those are kids. Those are that's how they were influenced. That's what they think. And this is before phones. That was before phones, they already thought these things, you know? So like, let alone Mm -hmm. a person with like obscene cultural reach gets to say something like that. Yeah. Those people are already out there. They were just waiting for you to soak the fire.
1: And the idea that oh, well, we got to protect our own. Like, we can't let, you know what I mean, people come in and...
0: Man, fuck Chris Brown, <laughs> yo. Like,
1: what? Like, he can catch us
0: straight on his podcast. Like, there are, there are, like, I say that to say there are black people in our community, in our, in our like, uh, hyper um, social community who don't deserve, don't deserve to be there. Well, and Who are it's... doing some bullshit or who are doing some whack shit.
1: And there are certain while things, creating culture, right? There are certain things where it's like, okay, is that the end? No, if you you know turn around and like you know have a come to Jesus moment and realize the error of your ways, you could come back. You know, I would
0: I would love to see Kanye or Kyrie just like, oh man. I fucked up bad. Like I would love to just be
1: like. I think Kanye's gone. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna I get him Kanye's back. Gone too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think
0: we're not getting him back. There's. A, I, I honestly don't think we're getting Kyrie back. But
1: I don't think so. I think there's a very slight chance we get Chappelle back. But that's also. slightly straight in way, I, think, away. I um, think
0: Chappelle is actually the closest one to actually we'll get him back. And then the, two, the closest one to actually him making that uh, realization on his own. Yeah. I feel like if it's if it's for Kanye and Kyrie, it's got to be somebody in their camp.
1: Somebody, no. well, somebody
0: got to tell that nigga, like, yo, man, you are not right here.
1: But the and then they have is, to listen to them and let it in. The problem is they don't have those people. Cause and I feel like
0: Dave has those
1: people. I mean, I think there's people that would like Dave to listen to them. But, I mean, you know, specifically you listen to somebody like Quest Love who completely has thrown Kanye away. Like, and will... Yeah. Let you know that, you know, very publicly that he does not fuck with that. I'm
0: glad too. I'm glad it's Quest who's being like, yo no.
1: (laughs) Uh, because people still fuck with Chappelle and like even Jay Z, as recent as Donda, was like, I'll give Ye a verse and like, you know hot um, verse
0: too, still good. Good work.
1: Yeah, you know. And then
0: like but then recently wait, who was it who was like, I'm not working with Kanye no more? Well Cuddy was like, We ain't friends no
1: more. Oh well that's you know, that's a deeper beef, but yeah, for sure. And that's
0: yeah. That's also true. But uh, but it was like somebody big the other day came out and was like, oh, oh, Pusha T is no longer president of... Good music. Uh, good music. Also, great record, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we <didn't match> you. <laughs> but he also put out like a top five album this year. Um, and uh, But yeah, like people close to him are being like, fam, I can't... I, like Pusha's his guy. Pusha was yeah. like next to him through a lot of the bullshit. Yeah. Five years ago. Six years ago.
1: As recent as this year. He was on the As album. recent
0: as it, it still <laughs> held it up when he said the bullshit. But then he was like, I I can't be seen. I cannot well, have
1: that on my name. I mean, it's the same thing as, as Jalen Brown, Hotep Jordan, who, like, when <coughs> Kyrie <laughs> was out here saying all this I'm stuff, dead. he was like, yeah, brother, I believe that too. Also, kind of, yeah. sort of. Won't put my name on it, but still kind of like, wink, wink. You wink, know, wink. So see, the... see you at the meeting. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, There's still people who won't, you know, because Jalen Brown was on whatever bullshit, yay, sports agency, and, like, wasn't until basically was forced to, like, leave, did he leave. You know what I mean? Well, when
0: (laughs) Kanye's football team is (laughs) only Antonio Brown on the field, then he'll find out what it's worth.
1: (laughs) You know, so, I mean, I think that's the thing, is people really desperately want to cling to these people For various reasons, you know what I mean? But, like, ultimately, you know, there's other... I mean, I think, you know, Cat Williams said it the best, right? Like, if you can't say what you have to say without hurting and offending other people, maybe you shouldn't say anything.
0: (laughs) What's it worth?
1: Maybe you should shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Cat
0: is (laughs) fucking chaotic as chaotic comes, but that nigga is low-key pretty intelligent. It's, yeah, low-key pretty dumb. I mean, he did get into a word fight with a 13-year-old of course. child. Not
1: mm-hmm. perfect. Not perfect.
0: Not perfect. <laughs> hey, my nigga went to jail. Yeah. But he also has an Emmy.
1: Yeah. And speaking For, of For a
0: show that we're going to talk about next.
1: Right now. Atlanta Here we go. Four, Transitions, did, baby. Binched all of it today. Watched all of it today.
0: Wow. Wait, so three and four, you watched it today?
1: Oh, I watched all of four today. I seen three. You know what I mean? Okay, um, okay.
0: So... so Having seen for myself, what what's your hot take? What do you what do you got to say about the ending of maybe one of the greatest shows of all time? Oh, yeah. And especially with black shows, it's, maybe one of the greatest black shows of all time. It's
1: crazy because, like, I think if you were to show Atlanta to somebody who'd never seen the show before, or let's just mm-hmm. even say, like, 10 years from now, like, a kid watches Atlanta, if they just didn't put season three up for streaming. Like, it's it's not even just a perfect show, but, like, it's wild to think that they filmed, I believe, three and four back-to-back. And it's almost back-to-back. like they course-corrected in real time and realized that three wasn't it. And we're like, yo, we should make the show that we were
0: making we before. go back and double-down <laughs> on the show we actually made in the first place, yeah.
1: Because it's just, like... What what was what was hurting for initially for me before I was able to just turn my brain off and realized what was happening was like mm-hmm. what what was going like season three whatever whatever about you know the kind of interstitial episodes like yeah. however you feel about them, certain people white right people loved season three and were like raving about it and like all my white <laughs> friends were like oh season three of atlanta is like it's like maybe the best season they've done and i was like mm, okay interesting all right all right but like i think That's the thought i think the thing that was so wild about season three is how inconsequential it is to the entirety of the uh, show uh, it's and crazy. in particular what offended me so much about season three was literally the last episode because At that point, it's not even just tearing down everything about Van, but takes it to such a extreme point. Like she killed people and was dealing human hands.
0: Was feeding (laughs) human hands to people, and it's just like, what did you think you were doing?
1: And so, in reality, she should never be let around Lottie again, ever. You're because this is
0: the person who did that, and also like had that fucking trip in front of her friends like she wild out in front of her friends yeah so that's her
1: had a complete break from reality right and yet completely earn is the one in therapy in season four we never get any (laughs) follow-up on van and what happened and so like i was going into it not thinking that season three was gonna be like and we're gonna we're gonna play off of that um but just like it was so fresh in my mind that i was just kind of like waiting for some of that to seep in and thankfully none of it did right none like it's it it's did. it's it's wild how different those two seasons are even though they did film them back to back and it's yeah. wild that they completely disregarded an entire season of television that they made
0: <laughs> it's mean? it's wild it's almost like the boondocks but reverse what happened season three, season four <laughs> right because we all know what happened in season four, of the Boondocks is just the un- most unfortunate thing, yeah. you know. But uh, and literally, people herald that show, but mention nothing of the final season of it. No. You you would you would almost believe that a season four never happened, yeah. unless you knew the show like a fan. And here you literally have the the first time Atlanta came back in four or five years, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's. I mean, I love the first episode. I think the first episode of season three is like pitch perfect, mm-hmm. which is the uh, the little boy who and it's this horror movie about yeah, how yeah. he, yeah, he was slapped at school and then gets put into foster care and the foster mothers are just the worst white yeah. people alive, <laughs> um, and and then it goes on to be like this really just like haphazard, strange. <laughs> just mess, mess of a season. Like they didn't care about the characters. You get like moments here and there, but for the most part, it's just like confusing and odd. And it apparently is canon. And then we're going to get another season. Yeah. But then you get this fourth season. That's just like that down home cooking, you know, Mm -hmm. from being a kid, you're just like, Oh, we're right back at it. Like the first, I think season four is actually almost flawless for real because of how hard it went and then like and and it still manages to experiment in season four Mm -hmm. where we get like one of the best episodes with the goof who sat by the door and it's just insane that they're still able to yeah do that and then finish out you know yeah pretty well
1: in my mind having just watched season four i would say i'd rank it two one four um and not, two one four. Yeah. And then we don't even put three on the ranking list. Okay. Um, and like it's not that four isn't because we'll we'll talk about it in just a second. Like I loved sure. I loved it. Um yeah. but like I think season two is just like episode after episode after episode of like it doesn't miss. And it's just and like just
0: just, what, just so we know season two is
1: season what episodes. Oh, it's got it's got the Bibby episode, it's got uh okay. Teddy Perkins, yes. okay. it's got um, oh it's got the it's got the the last episode which is again another situation i don't necessarily blame them you know for the finale of of season two where like they set up him setting up oh, getting on the plane yeah, yeah the manager and whatnot and then we never see clark county again uh because <laughs> like you know like shit pandemic whatever like i'm not mad about that um, right. But it's it's got the episode where they go to the college campus and like him and uh, oh yeah oh man Paperboy had that conversation. It's got the Fubu episode which was amazing. Oh, I forget
0: the cousin was there too. Yeah, uh, Paperboy's cousin was sleeping Tracy. on the couch. Tracy, yeah, it's Tracy. got the it's got the waves kind of no one. Chase where, yeah,
1: you know, what I mean, like everything about that season was just like perfection, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and season four, it wasn't like they missed at all because I don't think they did, but it was also like the taste of season three
0: still fresh in your especially because it aired like right yeah not even two months went by
1: yeah and then also (laughs) like it it, certain episodes like didn't necessarily get to the level that season two got to just on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis so like the episode where urn is in therapy right i thought was great yeah very confused about the white woman until the very i mean that's the reveal at the end
0: it's all for a punchline it's kind of all for that final scene
1: yeah but like when you're watching it in real time you're just like i don't even what is this like what's happening the white lady
0: plot is actually just like confusing in that episode it's just like why are we following her why are we still following her and, and the, then Urn in therapy is actually like compelling really engaging yeah and you're like oh crap this is like stuff this is like the first time we're getting that from mm-hmm. this character and it's 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 really exciting to see, honestly, because you know, in a show that probably would have a character like earn in therapy, yeah, for him to stay in that mode for the whole episode is like just wild, yeah. And then you get that punchline at the end, which is just like, God damn, you're ruthless.
1: It's worth it, but it's also just kind of like the rest of the episode is a little confusing, right? Um,
0: and thematically, or not thematically, but like um, emotionally, doesn't like yeah. Matched the heights of the technically a yeah. story,
1: and season two also was Robin season, and it had like that whole like through line of just like, Yeah.
0: oh, sorry, season two has the best opener,
1: yeah, with the kids at the the two kids yeah. trying to rob the Mrs. Winners, yeah. and it's
0: just like I remember watching that in real time and yeah. being like, oh man, this show doesn't care anymore. No, this show does what it wants, and I'm along for the ride. Yeah, That's got, very cool. It's
1: got put me on, dude you know what i mean who's <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's so yeah there's so much of that season and i think the thing I think about I
0: might take one with y'all the
1: thing about season four too is like i slightly confused just because it's 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 what the show does it doesn't explain anything to you things are just happening yeah. you just have to piece things together as you go along but like because they're they're all rich now
0: in season four yeah
1: Presumably, every like everybody is all of them got money. You know, not like rich, rich, but like varying levels of rich. You know what I mean? Paper boy
0: would be like a, I would assume, like a little baby.
1: That's what I I'm guess. saying. Like his or like level an of NBA young boy, like his, he's he's got money. He's His good. his level of fame is very confusing because in season three, it's apparently his headlining European tour, and everybody right. recognizes him. Right. Season four, he walks around in some places. It's like. He's just you, a nigga. You, you're you know a guy? I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 you a dude. <laughs> you know I mean, and like, it, he's not just like. It's not like he's in L.A. or like. I mean, he's yeah. in. A, he's at home. You know what I mean? He's like the man supposedly mm-hmm. around there, and like people are just like when he walks into the on the first episode, right? The MF Doom tribute, like when he walks That's into cool. that that gas station place, it's like. That guy's like, I don't know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people don't know who... Like, even, like, uh, Blueface's widow doesn't seem to, like, recognize him when he (laughs) walks in. And it's just kind of, like... And he's, like, one of the biggest rappers. (laughs) Right. He's Um, supposedly
0: one of the biggest rappers out.
1: You know, it would be one thing if, like, white people didn't know who he was, but, like... Which
0: is fair, and we would understand what that is. Yeah, but, like, people... In his hometown, he's not even, like being chased
1: and especially a, a town like Atlanta where it's just like everybody knows who everybody is. you know what i mean that scene is right. so like not even just vibrant but like everybody's fighting to be at the top of the food chain so if you are yeah. at the top of the food chain like people know who you are people know <laughs> you and uh, that was the
0: whole thing about robin season was that once he was yeah. getting up you know people were like he was on the radar yeah. now he was and, on the radar
1: that scene where his 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 drug dealer robs him is like so great you yeah, know i mean it's so hard. hilarious
0: um yo <laughs> and then like don't be mad yo
1: don't be mad that's <laughs> <laughs> so good so i think that's the um, thing like season four has a lot of strong moments and episodes and like really does a great job of not only just landing the season but the series but also yeah. like is it's confident in the way that season three was not like i feel like season three was yeah. kind of like still they were trying things and you know went into it with this mindset of like we're gonna really try to fuck with the formula and like flip the script and this like you said was them like oh we're just gonna triple down on what we've been doing you know what i mean like yeah, we're just going we good right at this. back to this uh, let's just go
0: harder on this instead of trying to be like i don't know season three
1: <laughs> yeah the mr chocolate episode great right like another yeah what's
0: uh what's what's some of your favorites what's some of your favorite episodes or moments from this season of
1: atlanta yeah mr chocolate is great and like you know i know you got chocolate's great even though they stole the piano from me (laughs) thing but donald
0: (laughs) i see you nigga
1: (laughs) yeah i mean like it's another you know i get to be a teddy perkins type weirdo character for him where he gets to like dress up and do all but it's like and he nailed it he nailed it and it's like the, their their sense of hyper reality you know because there's even where he goes and sees like d'angelo um and, and then d'angelo
0: is like a random nigga that switches like every couple of months yeah
1: <laughs> you know it's just like um we are all d'angelo these very yeah just like strange abstract concepts which like we don't get to do right black people don't right. get to be in these spaces and that's why this show is so special mr chocolate is Drinking grits out of a coffee cup, you know, it's so good. And then she
0: throws the grits in his face. He screams, and the scream turns into, "I'm immune immune to grits. (laughs) I'm immune to hot grits being thrown in my face," which is like, oh my god, what what a funny fucking.
1: But it's it's even like they nail all the things, right? Like the the sitcom is being shot like a Tyler Perry sitcom. Like it looks like it visually. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, like, they're they're making jokes about the wigs. Like, there's all kinds of stuff that's just, like, hyper-specific to black people. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that bounce TV look to a sitcom, you know?
1: And even just, like, the the specificity about, like, in the first episode about that mall. Like, I don't know what that mall is or where it is, but it's a very Atlanta thing where they're just like, we keep seeing our exes here, and they get trapped in the parking lot. Um, That was funny. You know, like, we have to talk about, you know, the goof who sat by the door. Cause that's like one of those only this show could and would do that. And <sighs> like similar to the original band episode, like it's such a commitment to the bed. that style. You know what I mean? Like they really do go up and down, whether it's like sincere dramatic moments. Like it is a documentary. Like it's a faux fo- it's like an episode of documentary now that black people made you know what i mean and like it's it's such
0: a I'll, I'll say it again i got to audition for the dude and i'm so glad they picked who they picked who
1: did who what what part did you audition for i
0: auditioned for uh washington for the
1: guy oh wow
0: i got the callback but i didn't get it oh, and wow. i'm glad i didn't get it because the guy with the weird eye
1: yeah that's it's, crazy it's, i
0: it's it's like i didn't No, I wanted him to look like that, but that's exactly what that guy should look like. Yeah. He should he should be like, you know, a bigger dude, but he's got like that that wonky eye of like creativity, of like mad creativity in there, you know what I'm saying? And the way he like poses on the Mm, fucking board table, yeah, uh, that's gonna be my new fucking phone. (laughs) Like it's so good. It's so like earned and it's so warm when he does that. He's just like, I'm here. It's me, nigga. And we about to do a goofy movie. When he was, like,
1: when he was like, <laughs> whatever, whatever kind of like meeting they were having, he was like, "No, wa- draw this. Watch, see how I'm walking. See, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Start draw this right now. <laughs> draw this right now."
0: <laughs> that I I cried at that. I cried laughing at that. And that's also like you're right. It's the it's the specificity to moments that. We all know, right? Yeah. We all know people like he wanted to make this movie because he wanted people to see how black people are in a colloquial setting, how we like live and you know just be how we live and yeah. how we be. Well, even, even and we got to celebrate some of those moments through his weird, wonky eye,
1: and <laughs> and even just like the you know because it it was a very black, like I could imagine sitting with somebody and them. Um, Giving me the full goofy breakdown of, like, yeah, you know, it's kind of fucked up how Mickey Mouse will walk, you know, Pluto around right in front of (laughs) Goofy's face. Cause, like, (laughs) they're both dogs. You you know I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, brothers got to stick together. You see how they're trying to, you know, Um, and it, but it, it, it was like just on the verge of like conspiracy kind of talk of just like the secret messages within the disney movies about how they you know but also just believable enough where just kind of like you know specifically after the goofy movie came out i think a lot of us were like yeah i guess goofy's black like
0: <laughs> it was the, the tevin campbell soundtrack did not help things no we were like we that's ours yeah like it might as well sound like a it's well it's, Sadly, I just know these things. Um, but they got Prince's producer from like mm-hmm. the New Power Generation era to produce and like write on some of those songs. The what Line songs. Yeah. So when we heard those songs, we were like, "Tevin Campbell, that's yeah. can we talk? That's too yeah, years That's yeah. not even that's not, that's not even old. Yeah, you know. And, th- and those songs sound like New Power Generation songs."
1: Well, and, you know, even, like, just the little bits, right? Like, having Simbad in there and Brian McKnight in there. And he was like, yeah, oh. you know, like, he played Seeing me this bright. Seeing in that episode, was yeah. beautiful, yeah.
0: That warmed the fuck out of my My heart grew three times the size that day. Because yeah. we all know what's going on with Sinbad. And he's, yeah. like, having a little bit of a tough time right now. Um, and we wish the best for him. Yeah. Uh, but also, he's not making, like, a whole lot of TV and stand-up appearances. And to see him do something like this and, like... Own it and just have the fun with it too is like so beautiful.
1: Yeah, I I mean everything was perfect and like let's let's talk about the last episode real quick too because which is also a banger. It's a banger and it's like it was what it's everything I hoped it would be because it was. An episode of Atlanta, like it wasn't. It's like, just a
0: regular ass episode of Atlanta.
1: It wasn't like some kind of like grand statement about you know the show, and like they did a beautiful job throughout the season. My biggest worry wasn't necessarily that the show was just going to end without any kind of resolution, um, yeah. but that they would have to like rush things to get to everything get everything in. tied up, and everything just kind of naturally they had fell been into place. Serving human hands a week
0: ago, <laughs> or like a, a yeah. season ago.
1: Everything just naturally fell into place. Like, Van and Ern's relationship, you know, result itself in a, in a that, believable that, natural That episode way. is great. The camping episode yeah. is great. Um, you know, Paperboy's whole thing. Like, another... Like, the nigga should not go out in nature. He keeps doing it. Never ends he well for him. But, uh, you know, like, that episode is great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, Darius doesn't necessarily get a ending, per se, but, like, this is such a Darius... Episode, you know what I mean? like, like
0: the, the episode, it, Darius isn't. He's in the B plot of that episode. Yeah, which is also like heartbreaking. Yeah, when he like goes over his brother's house, he's been trying to like meet up with his brother, but you find out that his brother is not on the not alive anymore. Yeah,
1: or uh, or his parents either. Like or his parents, and
0: he's basically kind of roaming the earth alone right now. Yeah. And you, in an episode that has a fucking. Thick Judge Judy joke. Judge Judy, yeah. (laughs) You also might cry at the fact that, like, Darius has this, like, you get this piece of Darius that's like, he's got this brother, you know, that he felt very close to. Yeah. Even though he couldn't necessarily be close to him. Yeah. And parents that are gone and, like, all these things that make him actually the lonely person that we never really noticed. Yeah. Or
1: even the conversation it, he has with the woman in the pharmacy. You know what I mean? Like, all these nice little... free little... Summer
0: gets to be in the last episode of yeah. Atlanta. Like, what a beautiful, like, yeah. mwah, mwah. It, 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 and that was... It, it, I feel like every bit of that episode is just like... I feel like I'm the straight man in an SNL sketch. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Just like, what what is this? And But in the most perfect way. Like, yeah. that conversation that they have in the pharmacy... Also, like, you know, the really the A plot of like Ern, Van, and Paperboy mm. going to a sushi spot in a strip mall, a black owned sushi spot across from a Popeye's.
1: Do you want some hot white Hennessy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: serves hot white Hennessy. When he from the hot white Hennessy to uh, t- try my blowfish. Yeah. Try my blowfish. Like, knowing that any, you know, we know all the, like, the one cut of blowfish might fucking kill you.
1: (laughs) And that guy was perfect. I mean, the thing I will say. He was so good. This is the thing about Atlanta from start to finish, right? One of the most beautifully shot and composed television shows. For sure. The last, I don't know how many years.
0: I would say in this new era. So, like, the last 10 years.
1: You know, there's never been a show that I've seen, like, on basic, like, on cable, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, this isn't an HBO, this isn't a, you know, like, big Amazon streaming production, this is on FX. This is FX, yeah. And, like, it is everything about it, you know what I mean? Because even this year, they had kind of, like, this, like, filter on some of these episodes that, you know, was like a, like a...
0: The film grain? Yeah,
1: like a film grain kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, like, every The Paperboy episode, for sure. yeah. Uh, and everything about it was just like this beautifully shot and composed. Like hero who does, oh, I think, directs almost every episode, is like, yeah, uh, you know, one of the best. He's one of the best. Period. I
0: cannot wait for whatever movie he gets to direct because yeah. he's he's such a great voice on TV. He directs episodes of Atlanta. He does Barry, yeah, uh, on HBO. He also directed one of my favorite shows of this year and sort of last year because it aired mid. Uh, 2022 and 2023, I mean 2021 and 2022, which was uh, Station Eleven, yeah, on HBO, which was the pandemic show <laughs> yeah. for those who like didn't need that in their life and fair, understandable. Right. <laughs> but Hero also directed episodes of that, and that is also like one of my favorite. Just like I couldn't believe the heart in that show. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it.
1: No, I haven't seen it yet,
0: but it's this real. It's it's like the most heartwarming thing you will ever see. Mm-hmm. Like, it really hits you hard in the way that these characters, like, help each other, save each other in times, yeah. and uh, and also, like, to get back to what I was saying, was that Hero Mariah directed a uh, majority of those episodes, and they're shot just like Atlanta, which is crazy, oh. right? A like, high comedy, yeah, but it's also shot the exact same way with, like, you know, shadows that you can see, you know, that you can feel, mm-hmm. um deep dark colors in the background but also like the beautiful shadows on all kinds of faces from white faces to dark, dark brown faces um so you get that huge emotion with just about every character and yeah I I, I I was literally stunned by it every episode i i honestly would say it was my series of the year which is funny because it half was last year and half this year but it may be like the most important like piece of TV work that I saw this all year right. outside of Atlanta. Funny enough, well, and it was also here in Mariah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like everything about Atlanta is like is, it has a dreamlike quality, and I think a lot of it really is his direction and like cinematography. Uh, but also, you know, the season was a return to form in terms of just like Atlanta is characters, right? And like all the people they get non-main cast yes yes are like incredible you know what i mean like the woman uh who was the librarian who was like checking in the um the white lady the white flight attendant lady when she was trying to bring her dog in yes (laughs) you know that woman you know what i mean like the know her unfortunately you know like the teen that was harassing Ern's dad like Oh my god! You know what I mean, and like even like Ern's parents, Ern's whole family that you see in that episode, great. Tr- Tracy comes back for a brief appearance, like Tracy comes back great. for a second. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah,
0: uh, with the light skin aunt episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that whole family bickering was like perfect. It was it was too real.
1: All the, that uh, was the one I was like, damn, this is real. All the black, you know, moguls who are trying to get their y- white young avatar. Uh, oh my god, yeah. You know, like all of, like everybody is like, everybody in the Mr. Chocolate world, you know, like, perfect. That, like I, all, of the, all of those people are like, and like, again, like, the people in yeah. the, the goof who sat by the door, like, it's, it's again, shot like a documentary. So they're having to deliver lines, like people just giving an interview for... But they're jokes. Yeah. And they're jokes in it.
0: And some of them aren't even jokes, they're just like, they're funny stuff laced within very... Right real monologues (laughs) or like
1: juxtaposed like at the end where they're like talking about you know how sad it was that he passed away and then you just see like big mickey mouse hands like in the water (laughs) they Uh, just
0: they just know how to do it like or i i mean i don't know if they know how to do it i just feel like they were they were it's like they went to the moon you know yeah yeah. they were the ones to go to the moon for black people in this sense because we didn't get the chance to we haven't had the chance to be like absurd sure. straight up. Yeah. And I feel like this is like all of our all of our absurd dreams come real and we weren't prepared yeah. and we got this show and I, I'm I'm, thankful. I'm Thank, thankful. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Atlanta. Um Thank you,
0: Atlanta, for what a run.
1: We're, we're starting to run a little bit long, but very quickly I just wanted to shout out uh Rap Shit. Great show. Can't wait for yeah. season two. Uh I was into it. Really enjoyed that. Obviously, Abbott Elementary. Um,
0: Abbott Elementary is still the goat. Still the goat out here.
1: You know, two shows that just came back, so they haven't even finished airing yet. But uh, Random Acts of flyness and um, Southside, both back. Ooh,
0: Southside still coming back strong.
1: And Sherman Showcase was also back. I, I haven't caught up on that, but that
0: uh, I gotta get a I gotta get a cable subscription get some, or, so or IFC. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but were there any other TV shows that you're like definitely?
0: Um, there's some black people on it, but it's not a black show particularly. But um The Bear yeah. on FX was just kind of a wow moment a little mm-hmm. bit. I was I was str- stricken by that. Actually, again, Hero Mariah on that too. Nice. The touch is everywhere. Get those um, checks. Yeah, get them checks. Uh shout out all my black people. The Valerian squad on mm. House of the Dragon represent black people. Finally, got some shine on yeah. uh, Game of Thrones until we got our faces chopped off mm-hmm. and we got almost murdered at sea.
1: Also out there in Lord of the Rings, you know what I mean. Also out
0: there in Lord of the Rings in a big way, yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, um, uh, the last one I want to bring some attention to uh, was and I, it's another HBO show, but I uh, two two shows. One that I don't really watch, but I catch. So many clips of, and I'm so glad it exists. Yeah. Uh, that's Z-Way. Nice. On Showtime. Yep, yeah, yeah. Z- Z-Way escaped the whole Jesus and Marrow sh- subacral. <laughs> just by being the smartest person in the room. Yeah. <laughs> right? She was like, oh, I saw they're they going to be a problem soon. But you know who's not a problem?
1: Me. <laughs> Even though I am a problem. Even though I'm a fucking problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's so good at, like, trapping these people. Yeah. And, like, these people are willing to go on this show. Because I they think and they're gonna
1: get her, but I mean, that's not. If you haven't learned anything from the Colbert Report, like you're never gonna get. You're that not person. smarter than
0: them. <laughs> you're not smarter than them. Uh, so shout out Z way. Uh, I'm actually gonna watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna binge it when it's available. Hmm. Um, and a big one this year. Um, this is this is it's big because I'm a huge fan of The Wire.
1: Yep. You live in
0: Baltimore, so you know. Yep. Uh but the David Simon crew came back this year and made We Own This City yeah. for HBO, which was just, like, stunning. Like, it's it's one season of television, which mm-hmm. is... The crazy thing about The Wire is, like, it's the sum of its parts, right? Yep. But We Own This City manages to do all of that, <laughs> and a little bit more, and also be a little bit more technical in this one season of a limited series, which is about... The corruption of the, you know, you, you've, if you've seen the wire, it's old hat to you. The corruption, yeah. and if you live in Baltimore, it's old hat to you, which is the corruption within the Baltimore mm-hmm. police, uh, the Baltimore Police Department. Um, but this uh, focuses on one specific lieutenant who rises to the ranks, but also watches, basically, the ge- generations of police switch. And within that, he decides to, you know, get his and start stealing, you know, on his own, thinking that stealing is just a part of the game, right? But then Mm -hmm. finds out that actually some people are not necessarily in the game to play it that way. Yeah. And what this show did, which I thought was so important for people to see, which is that like when people watch The Wire, they're like, you know, they love these characters and they love... You know, there are many nuances, whether they're, like, drug addicts who are, you know, low-key heroes or, you know, like, you know, scumbag policemen or whatever. You know, everybody's, nobody's one thing. But the cool thing about this show is that if you watch The Wire and you're a fan, then you get to see a lot of these same actors and a lot of the same, same characters get switched. So, you know, we got somebody like, you know, Dookie, one of the kids who, you know, had such a tragic story in the wire get to play like a young policeman who does Mm -hmm. the right thing in this in this show and it's just like wild to see like they're just willing to be like okay you know you you were this person here yeah but that's not who you are and i know what you're capable of as an actor and it's it's wonderful to see that just like you know we're not stereotyping any of these people here like michael's a cop (laughs) michael from the wire Wire is a cop in this episode in this show so it's just like. He's not a cop there's no way. And here he is, you know. It's, yeah. it's kinda it's just crazy to see. And also that star performance from John Barythal is just yeah. like other fucking worldly. You know, there's some people who were willing to learn the Baltimore accent for the wire, but the way he just does it so naturally oh, he's he like that he's, nigga's from Cherry Hill.
1: Yeah, he's from around here. I mean he's not from Baltimore specifically, but he's from Maryland.
0: So but from, he's from Maryland? Yeah, so I think he's got a lot of I did not of, know that.
1: Yeah, he's I think he's he's had experience firsthand. <laughs> oh, because the
0: way he just pulls it off, like, yep. like I got a couple, you know, I got a couple natty bows in there. It's just going to go, you know, throw them over the fire. <laughs> so I'm like, he's just nailing it and yeah. it's scary, right? And just his performance in general is just like, so good. Like how he goes from like, you know, just committing these crimes outright to the complete remorse he has mm-hmm. in the second half, which is just like, wow, wow um so definitely check out that show it's only like one season of television that's why yeah. i think it's like necessary
1: and also uh, but sh- i would
0: definitely shout out that
1: and shout out shout out d watkins who's a local uh baltimore writer yes uh, his, and
0: who appears
1: yeah he appears he was a writer on that show and also yeah shout out his book black boy smile i forgot to mention that that came out this year yeah. it's a memoir from him i did know about that uh, i gotta check that out because
0: yeah. he is he is one of those dudes from baltimore who uh, you know worth shining a light on? Yep, like yep. more or like you know a lot of the people who have come down there recently yep. to reinvigorate the art scene. Yep. Um. Yeah. Sh- sh- shout out D Watkins too.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, very quickly. I mean, we've been running long. Uh, here for, we yeah. Here
0: we go. Finally, movies.
1: Talk to talk about movies. I mean. We could talk about a lot of different things, but I'll just reiterate my love for everything, everywhere, all at once, which is my yeah movie of the year. We, we've done it before, I think. We've done a we whole episode on again. it. Uh, yeah. Listen to those the episode, those conversations. But I would advise, I'm um, I'm dying and desperately waiting for one of two things, and I'll buy both if they happen. One, give me that Criterion Collection edition. Can't wait. It's you know happening. Know I mean? You know it's happening. I mean, I need it to happen now. Like, I needed it yeah. to... It's very... I mean, sometimes they do turn around things pretty quickly. We um, got
0: Parasite pretty quick. And we got Portrait yeah. of a Lady, Lady of Fire pretty quick, too. So, I'm The hoping, Irishman yeah. too
1: pretty, too. Uh, so I hope they do that. And then, like, A24 released, you know, like a pretty comprehensive DVD. But, like, I feel like there's more, like the, There's more. The features and, like, the specials on the Blu-ray, I'm just like... This is cool and like I appreciate it, but I'm also like, I need, there's got to be more. There's got to be like uh, a whole other. Cause even just watching, you know, interviews and like even that, like, you know, anatomy of a scene breakdown from the Daniels, like I know they've got, oh yeah, a ton of yeah. stuff that is just like, we could talk about this movie indefinitely forever, you know. And I want to hear them do it. I do. Uh, so definitely want to shout that out. Also want to shout out. Uh Nanny, which is a movie that came out recently. oh uh, you seen like, it uh I haven't seen it yet, but I just know from everything I've heard about you it like, yeah you know i mean it it seems like a movie that one has kind of flew under people's radars uh but like the hype at least that I've been seeing around you know in my circles is like this is a legitimate one, and one that like I feel like i'm I'm waiting for kind of an explosion of black horror slash thrillers you're getting there uh,
0: because master came out this year with regina hall yeah also on amazon um and it was was a fine movie but it wasn't like i don't think it made waves yeah nanny is about to i think
1: yeah and i think it's like one of those things where love nope right like not not necessarily my favorite of his movies you know because there's still it's going to be hard to beat get out uh, yeah, but like, I think there's still a level of like, he can do certain things, but like, people are still kind of hesitant to really let black people make, not even just horror, you know? Like, well, because I feel it's like genre. I feel like people want you to do Jordan Peele, and if you're not right. doing that, then they don't want to give you the money to do it. As opposed right. to like, I feel like there's a lot of different directions to go with it and i'd like to see more black people kind of get the opportunities to to do horror films Uh or it'd be weird uh, yeah obviously. supernatural kind Let's of continuing
0: that like sorry to bother you kind of vein
1: for sure where like, we're
0: just like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what we're actually able to do you know
1: yeah so i mean like you know for me just a couple like yeah everything everywhere all at once nope black panther wakanda forever um, the
0: first fifteen minutes of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever are perfect. <laughs> they are perfect, and you will cry.
1: Um, and uh, what was the what was the other one that I was thinking about? I'll let you, I'll let you go while I think about it because I've okay, a else. couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I got Neptune Frost, the how, film from Saul Williams. How
1: did you watch that?
0: This is Criterion Channel.
1: It's on the Criterion Channel now? I'll
0: lend you the password if you need it. Oh,
1: I got it. I just didn't know that they put it out. Okay. I'll, it's there, baby. I'll watch it. For sure.
0: Oh, it's it's wild. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it all works, but it's like the first time I saw, like, Soleil. Mm-hmm. The Medhondo film. Uh, or, like, Tuki Buki or something like that. Where it's yeah. just like, y'all are just throwing it y'all are just doing it y'all just doing it and i'm glad uh it's a musical it's almost like an opera because it's almost sung through and it feels a little bit it feels like i don't know if you've ever seen like a savage fenty show yeah but it sort of feels like that where it's just like uh variations on a theme not there's a narrative and there are like dialogue scenes but it doesn't feel cohesive even though it is following a trajectory so it's just it's vibes yeah in, in that sense it is just vibes and it's some of the wildest and kookiest anti-capitalist anti-bullshit straight up uh Afrofuturist vibes that i've seen in a long time and see it's it. kind of like yeah it's 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 just necessary it's like it's like the second second coming of sunra a little bit i yeah. love it uh also gonna shout out The Woman King,
1: Hmm.
0: whoa, that movie should not have been that good. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be very, you know, just skirt around the issues. And while it's not necessarily, you know, talking about the entire truth of the matter, the truth that it does come to is, you know, valid and is a major part of the actual story. So don't let, like, some of the talk around the Depiction of the Dahomey trying to fool you.
1: Certain niggas talking talking C-
0: Certain loud. niggas talking a little too loud yeah. and talking a little too wrong. Uh see the movie and make the decision for yourself. It is that good and it should be an awards contention. Fucking what's her face? Um from uh she's in Captain Marvel. She uh she was in the Bond film.
1: Oh, um Letitia Lynch? Or what is it? Yeah, Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch, yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Her character in this movie is like... I could have watched her for three more hours. She was so magnetic and dynamic. She was so great in this movie. Okay. Um, yeah. So, shout out the Woman King. Let me see what else... If I got anything else. Of course, nope. Of course, nope. Uh, oh, two more. Uh, so... uh. Turning Red.
1: I was going to say, I, that was the movie I was thinking about.
0: Good God, how...
1: What a great film.
0: What a great film. And in a year where Pixar, Pixar put out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But the best one was Turning Red by like a fucking mile. And they hit like, just being a normal Asian family in Canada is like, just, it, it made it as simple as being like everybody else. I felt just so at home in this culture. And in this world. And it's some of Pixar's best animation. And the soundtrack. And the soundtrack is fire. And the soundtrack yep. is fire. Um, Turning Red's a definite. Um, and also Prey. The Predator prequel. Mm. So good. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again. In Lakota. Okay. They have a version that's in Lakota. Dope. So you can watch that as well. Um, um But a Predators prequel that was actually like a really awesome movie and like, representational? Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me again.
1: Yeah, a movie that I I wanted to see but still haven't seen is uh, Decision to Leave, uh, which also sounds like...
0: I just saw it last night.
1: Yeah, it sounds great. Like My friend actually
0: described it best as Park Chan-wook's Vertigo. Yeah. And if Vertigo was actually... I mean honestly, this is like the way, the way he puts the camera in places feels like Hitchcock putting the camera in different yeah. places back in the 60s. Like it feels new and fresh in 2022. It's so it's so enthralling and like I couldn't go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I needed to go to the bathroom desperately. I might have ruined my bladder <laughs> because of this movie. <laughs>
1: Also, yeah, also shout out Fire Island, too. That was the other movie I was trying to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was, like, again, one of those. Is it is it the greatest film you'll ever see? No, but I feel like that's one of the charms of specifically getting more representation out there, both LGBTQ and, um, you know, like, diverse, you know, this one specifically being Asian representation. Because it's just like, we just get to do things. Yeah. And it just gets to be a movie. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's a gay rom-com. It's fun. You know what I mean? Like it's got fun, funny characters. yeah, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where like, if it was, you know, Catherine Heigl and like, I don't know, like pick somebody, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, it's all over the place, but you know, it's, it's gay men. And I feel like, and it was only on Hulu, I believe. I don't think it was released in theaters. Um, but, you know, it's, I think there's there's certain things where people were kind of like, uh, you know, maybe that's not for me. It's for you. It's fun. Like, just watch. Yeah, what's fun is for you. Yeah. Um, and especially when a movie like Bros also came out this year, uh, which yeah. I feel like, you know, probably didn't get the amount of push that, again, just your typical general rom-com would get. You know, like, yeah. rom-coms are not high art. You know what I mean? But, like, they're enjoyable films. Like, you can certainly yeah. watch something and just digest the story and like it doesn't have to be you know this this moving tribute to anything it could just be like a funny enjoyable way to spend an hour and 45 minutes you know so um yeah i think you know we could go on and we probably will go on you know in, in the future episodes you know how we get down yeah uh, but yeah. this is probably a good place to wrap because it's almost been three hours so. <laughs>
0: yes and i know and i
1: know all of you are tired yeah um <laughs> so you know as usual uh, we we appreciate you all for listening and spending your 2022 with us. Um, thank you, know. you, thank you, big
0: thank you to anyone who listened to any episode of this yeah. podcast this year. You know. Like we we started this because we had the idea we wanted to get an opportunity to chat with each other on a weekly basis yeah. and just talk some bullshit. And we've done that in spades, but also like you know learned a lot of things learned a lot of things about this movie industry (laughs) learned a lot of things about you know the people that we've had on the podcast Mm -hmm. you know i I feel like i've met so many awesome and amazing people through just this podcast alone uh that makes it worth it 20 times over yeah um but yeah i just wanted to shout everybody out for it because honestly like we don't we don't go on for like five listens a week we go on because i mean fuck it we might even go on for five listens a week (laughs) we just do it because we want to and i'm glad that y'all want to too
1: yeah i mean you know something like this i think people obviously you know have have dreams and aspirations of like i'm going to be the next joe rogan or i'm gonna you know do you know whatever exactly and i think yes we've been forced to watch some terrible movies (laughs) but i also think it's always it's always like i so look forward to not just having these conversations with with you cameron uh but also just like the reactions that some people have you know when they're just like that's a real thing you know it never gets old (laughs) it never gets old um you know i think we we we're looking at it as you know an anthropological service uh, to the world to, to investigate and watch these movies and you know we are proud to do it we've seen some terrible things but it's it's only going to get worse in 2023 because I found a bunch of new movies that are looking bad uh, ah. Added to our already long long <laughs> list of films that we haven't even gotten to yet so uh, can't wait there's going to be a lot of fun things coming your way in 2023 um, but thank you so much for listening to us um, Cameron tell everybody where they can find you on the internet
0: uh, I'm on Twitter and IG at the Blipster 11:38. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about being on TikTok. Yeah, uh, so I might do my top 10 lists on TikTok, and you can find me there at I think the Blipster. I don't know. Let's I don't have any videos. Figure of it yet, out. So yeah, yeah. Just go to, go to go to the Twitter, and it'll lead you there. Listen <laughs> to this, then go to the Twitter, and it'll lead okay. you to TikTok.
1: Um, and I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jrsosa 18 one 18 um like i said people have been asking about the patreon i think that's coming i think it's coming It's know, coming. They're, they're i was working on some of the art the other day actually nice. um i think you know obviously with twitter's maybe still i mean elon said he's gonna step down i don't believe that motherfucker i think he's you know yeah. sticking around in some way shape or form but oh, yeah. uh you know if, if that's still not looking good you know instagram is definitely an option tiktok might also be an option just yeah, you know, for us to try out some things and do some fun stuff. So, um, be I'm on the... willing
0: to be our TikTok uh, aficionado. Yeah, uh, be I'll on... sacrifice.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll not maybe have to get some of the the youths to uh, you know explain <laughs> some things to us. But um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. And like you know, we've been promising live shows. I think that's that's coming soon. We've been talking about merch. I think that's also coming soon. Um, so all of these things are are coming your way in twenty twenty three. But end of twenty twenty two, we just want to wish you you know happy holidays. Hope everybody's safe. Hope everybody happy Kwanzaa, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everybody's you know able to spend some time with family and loved ones, and uh, you know just kind of wind down and, and take the end of the year in, um, and go into twenty twenty three with you know renewed spirits and and you know ready to do what we got to do you know in the new year. So. Yeah, you know, thanks everybody for listening to us. See you in 2023. Peace.
0: Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Can't save us.
1: We don't want to be saved, you can't save us, we
0: don't want to be saved.